Welcome to Mental Awareness Discussion, the MAD Podcast, with Miles Weber, Heather Weber, and Susan Thompson. Hello, everybody, and my name is Miles Weber. Welcome to the MAD Podcast, the Mental Awareness Discussion. This is the first episode. It is. This is our first episode. I'm here with my co-hosts, my lovely wife, Heather Weber. Heather Weber. And our good friend from Canada. Hey, Susan Thompson. Boom. We don't get to see her in person a lot because we're in the States here. So, yeah, this is exciting that we got you here and uh, we wanted to start this podcast uh, and get it going while we were all three together so we could kind of do it in this format. This won't be the normal format of the podcast because, I mean, we're going to be ideally talking to... uh, I don't want to say the mentally ill. I hate saying mm-hmm. that. So like, no, what's the, and d- it's not disabled either, because that's mentally, not right. Mentally aware. Mentally aware. The mentally aware. See, because mm-hmm. I mean, that, that brings it back to the podcast. So yeah, it is the mentally aware, because mm-hmm. that is pretty much what it is. I think if you have any type of mental anything going on, and you have a way of existing in life with it, uh, you are mentally aware, mm-hmm. right? I don't even think you have to have it to be mentally aware, I think. Yeah. If- you're just aware of mental illness and how it affects people in general, um, then I would say you're mentally aware. So. Yeah. I think that's the big thing, right? Is like we're, we're trying to create an understanding with this podcast, mm-hmm. right? Like just because people don't know. Yeah. You know, there's so many things about different disorders that people don't understand. People don't understand about uh, bipolar or schizophrenia, or borderline personality disorder, or what the spectrum is and what it means to be on it. That's Mm -hmm. another whole rabbit hole. We're fighting against every bit of media, every TV show, they marginalize or make us the bad guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mental illness doesn't mean you're a bad person. It means you got someone else to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. And that's probably the biggest thing. Not enough people, they don't have enough support. They don't understand what they're going through and they're afraid to ask for help. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's just an ugly cycle over and over. So we want to get rid of that. Yeah. Or at least help. Yeah. You got to. If we can help somebody find some help somewhere or this helps them already. Yeah. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If we could explore that. Because I mean, for, I mean, and we'll go through each one of us and just kind of be like, what is, how has uh, being mentally aware affected your life? Because I mean, me personally, I consider myself a person who has suffered from anxiety. So that's been my mental uh, struggle in the past and I've had to figure out ways to do that. But outside of that, mine's been really like being the outsider, being the person who's kind of observing uh, mental disorders and things that are happening from the outside and being like, oh, I didn't realize this person has narcissistic personality disorder and this has been a thing yeah. mm-hmm. my whole life. Uh, I didn't realize this person, oh, they were always a little weird, but it turned out it was bipolar and they just had it unchecked, you know, and everything like that. And so I think there's a lot to be said for if you're close to somebody who's struggling with their own mental health mm-hmm. and what have you. Because, I mean, yeah, that's been our uh, a part, a big part of our relationship mm-hmm. is, is the, the grapplings with it. Because yeah. you can go in on your stuff. So I have bipolar and PTSD. Um, bipolar 1. Bipolar 1. Bipolar 1. Yeah. Yes. There's two. We'll, we'll go, go over, over that. Yeah. That. We're going to go our own deep dives on the difference and what it means. So, yeah. But in short, bipolar 1 is more manic episodes, less depressive. Bipolar 2 is 
Boom, there you it's go. It's more at this end of the spectrum. We've got part one and the sequel. Here, yes. on the, <laughs> here on the couch with me. So yeah, man, and so that's the opposite, right? It's, yeah. it's more depressive episodes. Always. Less, less ma mania. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so yeah, we're in, cause you were diagnosed late in life. Like you're still with everything. But well, yeah, I know that, I'll stand for it, but still. But I'm just trying to like turn to look at you. How, how late were you diagnosed? I was diagnosed in 2017. Yeah. Oh, like the same, yeah, I was late, yeah. and they didn't know what was going on, mm -hmm. yeah. so they, I was like, oh, okay, this explains a lot when you start to go through the research. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, textbook. Yeah. Well, I was always, like, growing up, I was always diagnosed with depression, Yeah. and that's what they same. always thought it was, and that started from teenage years, and then it was PTSD and depression. Yeah. You're just being and, a teenager, you're just yeah. being a girl, you're just going through changes. Yeah. That's well, tough. because they don't do diagnosis before no. 18, no. unless it's depression. Yeah, but see, ours is a little different. Like they'll take you through testing, mm -hmm. try, but try and get testing because it's public health. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As much as I know, people are like, oh, it's free in Canada. Yeah. But there is a process. I mean, yes, there's help if I need it, but you have to be in dire, absolute need, especially for mental health. It's mm. not there. Yeah. That seems to be most places, unfortunately. Yeah. You is end up on the floor in a mental yeah. health ward, and then they're going, oh, I guess there's a problem. There's mm -hmm. no preventive. There's no preventative yeah. medicine, which yeah. is what I think this is going to be a little yeah. bit. Right, because I mean like, because we want to do deep dives on things like this and so like, for example, in a, in a deep dive on bipolar one and two, we're gonna have on therapists to talk about what the difference yeah. is. We want to have on people who have bipolar one and two to talk about their experience. We're gonna have people on who are the significant others or friends uh, or family members of people who have these disorders and everything and what that dynamics like we're gonna go deep dives on like where do you see it in the media portrayed and what is that influence like uh, and we, we're gonna talk about mental health in different countries because I mean like that's the idea between this dynamic yeah. is like we're dealing with the state side we don't know that it's also kind of shitty on the yeah. the Canadian side too because we in America we're like oh Canada they got all yeah. their stuff together Because then we think we're like oh you guys can buy health care so you can buy whatever you need yeah but if you have an insurance provider I didn't even realize with you like mm -hmm. you still have to show even though you have insurance you got to show go through the steps of something's wrong but even then they can gotta go it's still health insurance mm -hmm. yeah they can still deny you mm -hmm. yeah and I I had no clue yeah. until I started coming down here a lot more and I realized that that's when I started talking to you guys more I didn't realize the problem's a lot bigger than all of us realize, and then with COVID, that just revealed everybody's yeah, flaws. Yeah, it magnified everything. Amen. Yeah. Just, and now regular people, what kills me is now that you've got the general public. Yeah, they deal with depression. There's difference between. We'll talk about this at some point too. I'm sure. Yeah. Clinical depression. Someone's going through a depressive moment of their yeah, life. A seasonal depression. depression. Yeah, seasonal like depression. Yeah. yeah, and like that's really different than someone that's dealing with it nonstop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's I, very different. So I forget where I was completely going with that because I also have Just memory the loss. The difference between uh, like in the in the States and uh, Canada. Yeah, like you have to, I'm absolutely amazed that you still have to fight tooth and nail to get someone to listen to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now that you've got all these regular people dealing with them, they're going, oh, now there's a problem. It's like, we've been telling you that, like people mm -hmm. like you and I have been telling you this, this whole for time. months and years. We're kind of going, we know there's help and we, or we need help. Yeah. We're not getting it. Yeah. They don't want to acknowledge. Then of course, then when it becomes the large mass of the community, it's not slipped under, it's not thrown under the carpet and it's mm -hmm. not something you yeah. can get away from. They're like, oh, we got a problem here. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. There's no weakness in admitting that you have something you need to, to that needs to be dealt with. That's yeah. a strength. Yeah. Well, because that's always been the thing, right? Like, I mean, mental health for the longest time. Like, what is it meant for so long to go to a therapist? Like, 
was it the same stigma in Canada? Because in oh, America, yeah. you were a sissy, you were a pansy, like, yeah. ah, I'm fine, I don't need to do any of that yeah. stuff and talk about that, it's over. Like, so yeah, it was always a sign of weakness. Yeah, like, suck it up. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, or you, Get were, over it. or you were broken, like there was yeah. something wrong with you, yeah. and you're going to therapy yeah. because something's wrong with you, and you can be fixed, and then like, you're good. Oh, yeah, and then you're good to go, no worries. That's always the thing, that's always the thing, that's what I laugh at when people are like, oh, I went to therapy and I'm cool, and I'm just like, or you just stop, you Did giving you just up? Stop life? You're just done with the game now? Like, that's know. it? Like, you know, shit keeps going. You're yeah. gonna keep playing the game. You're gonna need a coach, homie. Like, you need a guy or a lady with a headset. Just like, don't do that. Like, that we're gonna unpack on Tuesday why that's a bad idea. Like, no, you, you need. You need little good and bad stuff yeah. all the time. Yeah. I actually have a dial up therapist now. Oh, nice. Like, what is, um, there's a couple of apps now, too, that they yeah. work in Canada, and they. Every now and then you just kind of like, look, it's a bad day. Like, yeah. What's mm -hmm. going on? Yeah. It's just yeah. that knowing that you can check in. Mm -hmm. It's great for those people that are, yeah, dealing with the short term. Yeah. The long term, it does help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's got to be ongoing. You can do yeah. Well, that's the thing is even times that I've gone to therapy, it's always the times I go in that I'm like, oh, I don't have anything to talk about today. Yeah. That I'm always get the most out of it. Yeah. yeah. It's just like pulled at one string and it's like, oh, we're Here it goes. Here's yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 100%. So yeah, when people just stop, it's like, there was more there that you didn't realize was there and you just needed somebody to pry into yeah. it. Yeah. I had that happen when I was pregnant with my daughter. I wasn't diagnosed yet mm -hmm. bipolar. So I was literally going through highs and lows. I didn't understand what the hell was going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when I went in for my last OGBYN appointment, and uh, it was a student nurse. Mm -hmm. And she said, how are you doing today? And I looked at her and she said it again. She says, how are you doing today? And I just, everything fell apart. She yeah. was just like, oh my God, we need to get you more help. I'm like, you think? Yeah. I've been trying to tell you for how long? So I ended up in the long term, it was a reproductive psychiatric, psychiatric program mm -hmm. that they had to keep me in because there's no, there was no, after you're finished pregnant, they have no way of putting you towards a therapist or anything because there's no mm -hmm. one available. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just the resources it not being insane. there, and and it making sense that uh, obviously this should be how these resources should be available right now, obviously, mm -hmm. and but at, the, at a time when they're like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. That's also the hard thing though, being like a woman, because you talk about like pregnancy and everything. So being like a, a a woman in medicine, just in general, they think you're crazy. They think you're crazy. You're being <laughs> you're just being over uh, oh, yeah, hormonal. Just relax. Just being too emotional, and and so how much gets discredited when you're just a woman and they're just, oh you're just being hysterical, like well, they it's just so discredited. That's something we should probably go over, like what how they used to diagnose women and oh yeah. and stuff like yeah oh, we should go over that. She's got hysteria. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that because that was always the thing, yeah. right? Like the, the woman when she has a stick, they used she's, to give you like instructions. Yeah, they're like she's got melancholy, she'll be fine. Yeah, they used, to, they used to actually treat it with um, machines for orgasm. They're like they actually thought that's what to <laughs> fix it. I was like, you gotta be kidding me! I'm like it does make you feel better, but it's very short term. Yeah, but that was actually it was a diet. Young Dorothy here is feeling a certain type of way about her exams. <laughs> All she needs to do is go in her bedroom and ride on this magic humming stick for about five to ten minutes, and she'll be good as new to face her wifely duties for she'll the rest have, of the day. She'll have supper on the table. You'll be a happier man. <laughs> yeah. Like, the milkman comes in, it's all okay, it's all I got good. off guys, it's fine. I'm not hysterical Everything's anymore. fine. It's so dumb, it's so dumb. So yeah, man, I always feel for women, like, in the medical industry, and that you go deeper, like, in black women, that gets even worse, like, so it's just, there's yeah. so many, I think it's weird when you get, like, too many guys that are putting regulations on things, 
to do with women, and it's like you we guys don't, are the worst. We don't too. get it. We're the worst. Oh, oh, in America, we're the God, absolute worst. You guys worst. are the worst. You're like we need reproductive rights or things. Wait a minute. Oh yeah. No. Are you going through this? Yeah. No, we're no, state no. to state so too. Think, if you want to know what should be done, talk to somebody like this. Yeah. Right. You talk to us. Exactly. Because we know what's going on with our systems. Yeah. Talk to a woman. If you want to know stuff about a woman's body, you want to know what regulations should and shouldn't be put on them, like, no, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a woman's body. Let, let yeah. her figure yeah. it out. So, yeah, yeah so you that's. You get to look after yours. Mm -hmm. I know, exactly. Right? We get to deal with ours however we want. So, yeah. So I mean, on the flip side of that, I feel like there is more of a stigma when it comes to getting help in therapy for men. Oh, yeah. That that's too. That's become a big thing. That's become the thing that we've been kind of scratching the surface of recently. Yeah. And also, recent is why I attribute to so many of our single lady friends who are I'm like I'm so sorry <laughs> because <laughs> the 2020 male is just broken like oh, they're just, I, they're just the, there's a couple of generations where we really like we've messed up for a long time I think with a lot of our practices within like families and everything but something happened in the last couple of generations yeah. to men that really broke Oh, a yeah. lot of men emotionally. I'm 45 years old and I would rather not date most guys. I'm like, it's like buying the as-is section of Ikea. It's like, that's it. It it's doesn't get really any better. Bad. It it's doesn't get any better. That's it. Because you guys, you don't, you guys don't have the luxury of dealing with your own shit because that's a sign of weakness. Exactly. And I, I noticed there's a few in Canada. We've got a couple of big ones coming up called What's Up, uh, Heads Up Guys. Okay. That's a big network that's starting to kind of go, hey guys, it's okay if you're dealing with mental illness, whether it's yourself, whether it's a family member, whether it's your wife or girlfriend. There are ways of getting yeah. help because you guys it's like no you have to be strong you have to be a man you can't show emotion yeah um, yeah which surprises me i'm like you're either one or the other okay there's a lot of other ones in between now yeah but you still have to deal with your shit. you do you do you can't just push it down and and no. and try oh it'll go away no it doesn't go you away you, could, you probably end up like a puddle on the floor crying baby yeah mm -hmm. Absolutely. It you sound like That's oh easily. Well, I like I said, I had an anxiety disorder, so yeah. Oh god. I've had panic attacks where I was. Uh, I've had panic attacks where I passed out and she came home and found me. Mm -hmm. And Breaking thought I was dead. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. I came home from school one day and I thought he, I thought he was dead. Yeah, I was floor. passed out on the floor uh, oh over by god. the backyard. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember what happened? I was having a real bad. That was that was when we were living in L.A. like seven eight years ago, man, and I was having. Towards the end of us living in LA, I was having them daily almost, mm -hmm. where I was just flipping out because just we we lost everything. It was some of the most challenging times of our lives, uh, and that's after living this past pandemic. I know. I'm like, like wait I mean, a minute, it just it, keeps happening. Exactly. So then we, when when 2020 hit, we're like, oh, we, we know how to do this. We're good. <laughs> we'll be able to get through this. We've we've done this game before. All right, fine. Here we go. So yeah, I mean, like it really was kind of like a preview in a lot of ways, but I was having panic attacks every day. Mm -hmm. And so it was really bad. Poor Taz would would oh, sit there and try and calm me down. Like you could tell he was just like, hey, it's okay, man. Like, mm -hmm. uh, but I would He's freak still out. Good for food, right? yeah. I know, right? Like, you'll still feed me, we're good. Well, they, they had him on something, but unfortunately it wasn't like a daily medication. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's they like only had it when you're feeling it. Yeah. yeah. But they do that a lot now, mm -hmm. I noticed. Like, so that's not a, it's just a band-aid. Yeah. yeah. But his anxiety was so bad, he passed out trying to get the pills. Yeah. So oh. he didn't like get there in time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he passed out with the bottle. And so See, I was I like, oh man. That's why she I'm thought I was super dead. Yeah, yeah, and how is this not an issue? Like if you're high anxiety or high stress or you're going through bipolar episodes, mania and stuff, they can't document that even if you're driving. Mm -hmm. yeah. You're operating a motor vehicle, technically you're under the influence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I'm curious to know how much, like insurance-wise, how many of those accidents attribute to one drinking and driving we know exists, yeah. all the other shit we all deal with. How many accidents could be avoided if we were looking after ourselves a little bit more and learn to live a little less? Oh, I think there are so many big problems in society across many that you could really trace we've the roots a, back to mental illness. We've done and a terrible job to ourselves. Mm -hmm. We've really broken ourselves. Like we, in this country, in the United States, we've turned the entire existence of your life into a competition. We promise it'll be more positive, but well, this is just a good discussion. That's the like, thing, though, about this podcast, is I think, like, because sometimes people, when they see that, oh, comedians are talking about mental health, it's like, yeah, there's going to be funny parts, but... It's real. This is going to be very real. That's that's our point yeah. with this, you know what I mean? We can work on mental health bits for stage, and those can be funny in their own right, but I think this is for an exploration of every of all of it, the funny parts that you didn't know were funny, the things that are a little twisted mm -hmm. that yeah. you've learned to find like this kind of cynical sense of humor. But yeah. that part, that's so important. That yeah. dark, sick sense of humor is so important that people don't even understand. Because I remember like when you were going through your cancer stuff, mm -hmm. there are certain cancer jokes that you were so dark that you would love because you got it. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. It I, helps you deal. It helps you deal. It helps you heal. So, yeah. So, the humor is very important, but I think it's going to be kind of a give and a take. Mm -hmm. Like, this is, it's going to be, yeah, there's going to be funny parts, but we're going to not shy away from the well, real stuff. Well, we have to be honest. On stage, you yeah. can take on a personality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is. There's no we character can't. here. No, yeah, yeah. No, no we're here. really trying to open up raw and, and, yeah, like, and I've show seen you what some, it is. I've seen some of your material. Yeah. And I've seen it can get dark, but you're kind of going, oh, it's just. It's just an act because when yeah. you're on stage, you take on. There's like this much is real, and the rest of this is all blown out of proportion. So yeah. kind of when you get down to the nitty gritty, you're like, okay, that little bit that we thought was just a blip, yeah. that's a life altering thing that this person deals with. Mm -hmm. But I mean, just one time you get off that stage, one person says to you, "Thanks, I needed that today." Mm -hmm. That's the point, that's, right? That's enough to yeah. me. Like I, as soon as somebody says that to me, I'm like. Okay. okay. I'm like, we'll keep doing yeah. this. Yeah, we'll keep going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll keep on moving. Absolutely, 100%. That's the whole point. Yeah. So yeah, humor is very important for healing, mm -hmm. and it's really going to help you heal the trauma. I think a lot of comics get caught up in really just leaning on the stage as the therapy. The therapy. Mm -hmm. And I think last year showed us that's good. You should also go to therapy. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, because there was no outlet anymore. Yeah. To we not didn't have, have anything. That and all of a sudden, yeah, you've probably noticed it here. Like, all of a sudden, no stage time and the anxiety, everything went like this. Everybody lost their I, minds. Just, like, I saw so many of my friends get into dark places. And, and now they're starting to try and come back. And it's like yeah. watching us how to people again. Mm -hmm. like, I've seen people, uh, four or five people where I am, like, in the hospital. Um, yeah. If they could get a spot. Yeah. Because with COVID, they closed most of that. So even for my entire region, I live in Langley, which is about 30 minutes outside. Vancouver, so yeah. it's like Long Beach to LA. Yeah. So it's it's a Long Beach looking type community. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, money's starting to come in. It's a higher one doctor for all of that area is available during COVID to wow. help with mental health. If mm -hmm. you want other mental health, you have to have extended. But then even if you have extended mental health, like you would here in the states, there still may not be a therapist or a psychologist or psychiatrist even available. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. And well, not only that, but will your insurance cover that? No. Because that was like the thing that I had earlier this year when I was looking at getting hospitalized. At yeah. the time, we didn't have insurance, and when, when I was calling hospitals, it was like, "Oh, this is how much it's going to be if you don't have insurance." See, you're at the mercy then. So if you get into a public hospital and that doctor doesn't connect with you, mm -hmm. or 
they're so overstressed and they don't have time. Yeah. You still have you're, to pay that money. You're paying yeah. that money, but then you're at the mercy of them going, no, I think she needs to stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But realistically, they don't even know you. They haven't yeah. had the chance to get to know you because mental health, where I'm finding the hardest thing with this, it's not just a matter of meeting someone the first time, writing them a prescription, they leave. You have to be invested mm-hmm. yeah. in that relationship, and nobody does that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I think is really cool. I actually have my first uh, therapy appointment tomorrow nice. with a new I therapist. Well done. Yes. Thanks. Um, now that we have insurance again, I can yes. go back to therapy. Yes. Um, but when I called and I made the appointment, she was like, plan on being here for an hour because it's your first one. Yes. Oh, so nice. just like the assessment and like initial one is going to take an hour to an hour and a half. And I was oh, like, okay. cool. That's great. Because I've been to so many therapists that are like half hour. Yeah. One yeah. done. And I had one that it. came in. I was sitting in the office, full on like tears, crying. It was one of the first sessions I went to after I fought to find a doctor. And there's a knock on the door, just whips open the door. She's like, oh, hey doc, uh, just bring your change. Here's your coffee, Starbucks coffee. They're counting change while I'm sitting there falling apart. Very unpersonal. Really? The, the disconnect in a lot of the mental health professionals is, when I was, I remember when I was looking for a therapist years ago, and then finally found one, but on the way there, I, I hit up a therapist, and I was like, hey, yeah, this is what's going on, yeah. you know, and I wasn't in a good place, so I was like, I got a lot of stuff I need to work on and work through. And it was immediately, she, I think she sent back a text, and it was like, what's your insurance? And I'm like, uh, That's it. this? And she's like, yeah, I, I can't use that. And so it was just such this, like, I don't give a fuck. No. Like, this this complete disconnect of human being yeah. in need. Like you've heard that this is what I've gone through, and it's just uh, that I uh, go. No, I don't shoot. have time for this. I don't have time. No. That's not what I do. I don't I, do that here. I you said, gotta go somewhere else. And I, I'm like, really? Like, what? Why? Like, I, and that makes you so. I was so anxious to go call another one because this. You have to relive it again. This was terrible. This was like, hey. I'm so sorry that you're going through this. This is really, really rough. Um, I unfortunately can't work with that, uh, like insurance. But here is a website with some content. Something. Give me something. Mm-hmm. Give me a pamphlet. Like any type of. Anything. I can't. But here's a resource on your way to finding. Some, give yeah. me something to hold on to this experience. Like okay, Even a you're line. invested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Well, like something like- that you're invested in the pain that I'm going. Through as a human, not as a number. I don't, not as a client or another like pay hourly pay bill for you. Like so, yeah, it was very hard. But then I was able to get with a, a decent therapist, and it and it worked out. So, but but man, that feeling of so there is a disconnect. Mm-hmm. Well, even I got angry when I, I was in the hospital, and I'm sitting there, and they're like, "We well, don't seem to engage much." I think it's group therapy. I already told you I won't do it. Yeah. This is my own neighborhood. Why would I want to? You're bound. To not say anything, but these people aren't. Yeah. Yeah. Zero interest in doing that. She says, Well, what seems to be the big problem? I says, You're doing this because it's your job, not because you want to. Mm -hmm. That's where the biggest difference is coming from. I'm like, If you really cared, like you just said, like, give me a phone number, give me a pamphlet, give me a follow, give me a website, anything you could think of. Like, you're in the business of trying to help people Mm -hmm. rather than just like, What's your insurance? That's not an answer I mean I appreciate that they need to make money too oh of course but if you're gonna be in the business of actually looking after people look after them mm-hmm. yeah find a way well that's be part of the that's part of the big flaw in the system right is like everybody you, wants money you have to work 
and a lot of your work gets tied up, gets tied up to your identity, and you got to have money, and you got to make this money, and it's got, and you got to make sure your medical's covered in this, and so you've got these people getting these important jobs like a psychologist, a therapist, all these things. Like, they're get, this is an important job, and you got a lot of people who are just getting it because like, eh, well, benefits and yeah. no, no, you need you need to be invested in this as a profession. Mm -hmm. Like. Yeah. This needs to be what drives you. Mm -hmm. See, that's what kills me. Now you're a comic. You're willing to go on the road. Yeah. You probably first started fifty bucks for an opening set. You'll drive four or five hours. Lucky. Because you're invested in that as your business. Exactly. I don't understand somebody that's making four or five hundred thousand a year. You can't be invested in that. You're not invested. That person that's been sitting in front of you that paid your bills. Mm -hmm. It's not about the people. No. Yeah. We're too much about the work and the status and the paycheck and the car and the yeah. house and the all the me, me, me stuff and not the, we gotta care for the people yeah, here. This last year, all that shit doesn't matter. How many of us had to get by with a third of what we had or you relied on friends and family. That was literally the test of COVID, was it not? Right? Like, yeah. can you do things for other people? Can you put other people's needs ahead of yourself? I Wear a mask, can you social bring distance. Me, yeah, can you bring me lunch tomorrow? Yes. I don't have food in the house. Could yeah. you, can you drive me to a COVID appointment? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, can you wear a mask because I have a compromise like you? I've got long issues. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like the, the the masks and the social distancing and the quarantine. That was all for other people. Mm -hmm. And so hard. the test was: Can you do put others before yourself? And a lot of people, the United States famously failed that test. Oh, we failed miserably. We failed miserably. So Canada has no reason to be. We have an empathy problem, man. Uh, like, but I won't say all because I don't want to shit on therapists. Oh no, absolutely no, not. So, no, there was there was a ton, and I will say like where you experienced in Canada, like where you were describing, where it's like there was only one therapist for the whole village. Like, Here in the United States, the resources are available. Mm -hmm. Like. There is no shortage, I think, of therapists. It's just a business here. It's a business. Here. It's a business. And it's like there needs to be a happier medium yeah. between the I'm making a buck and yeah, but this is a very important thing you're making a buck just, off of. These that, this is people's mental health. That's what I wonder, like if you're in this industry and you are a mental health professional and yeah. you're just literally for there for the paycheck. It to me that's a form of mental illness. The fact that you can be that disconnected from a job that in you're yeah. supposed to be connected yeah. to. Yes. How are you not mentally yeah. unstable? Why am I paying exactly. you for money yeah. that you don't even want to care? Yeah, mm -hmm. 100%. So it just, it's yeah. a weird, not even narcissistic, what would you call it? Like twisted, dark, wrong, I don't, there's a word. Selfish. I mean, it's, it's just yeah. a very selfish thing to be mm -hmm. so invested in the money when you're in the mental health game. Like yeah. these are, these are, this is people's minds that you're playing with. But you how, know, how much is therapists and how much is insurance companies? Right. Because Ooh, right. That one full podcast. That's yeah. a big thing. Yeah. Because yeah. And like I'm sure it will be. There's yeah. a lot of therapists that just, you know, can't do it because they don't take your coverage. But yeah. it's like, yeah. is that on the insurance or is that more on the therapist? So right? that's like yeah. the other thing is how far out are insurance companies broadening? Exactly. Because yeah. that insurance reach is real deep. Because like, yeah, like you said, we don't want to shit on therapists, you know what I mean? Because yeah. like, I had a good therapist, you had a good, you had a therapist. phenomenal therapist. Yeah. When I was there for almost five years. Because when she was going really? through, mm -hmm. yeah, when she was going through her medication changes, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? Well, she was That's with me before the bipolar diagnosis. Yes. Okay. So she was with me before, during, and after. And yeah. once I found the right cocktail. Yeah. So she was there for the whole thing. The whole ride. Um, yeah. And she was phenomenal. She was amazing. Uh, she so was yeah, the only reason I stopped was because we moved. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was yeah. the only reason I stopped is that she just happened to stop practice. Mm -hmm. She retired. They couldn't find me. Yeah, that, that's like, heartbreaking. Like, what? And that's so that's so terrifying, right? Like you've got it, cause what? Cause that's the thing people don't understand. Like when you're going to find a therapist, it's a lot of trial and error. Mm -hmm. Like you're well, you having. Have to have a connection with them. Go yeah. Figure. You have to have a connection with your therapist. You do. Mm -hmm. You do. It's got to be a new trusted connection with the stranger because this is going to be your kind of coach, and they're going to help you unpack things and kind of lead you to these conclusions you're yourself. Vulnerable. Yeah. You're walking, going. These are my problems. Where yeah. most of the time we're trying to cover those problems and put on a yeah. happy face. Oh yeah, you, you get to just a therapist. You're like, this is it. Yeah, yeah. I'm There's, just laying bare. Yeah. Full transparency. Yeah, but all the this. ugly ones. Yeah, the <laughs> ugly cries. Yeah. And that's the goal to have that connection with your therapist. Yeah. That you are heartbroken if something happens. Yeah. Because yes. like mine, she didn't retire, but mine was pregnant. And the day no. she said she was going on maternity leave, I cried. I was like. Oh my god, what and I had I to do? see a different one temporarily. It was right before our wedding. Yeah. Oh, it was like a month before our wedding. I had to change oh, therapist no. temporarily. It was very, it was very but it's like timing. as as hard as that was, that's what you want. Yeah. You you want that connection yeah. with yeah. somebody that you are devastated if anything shakes that. Yeah, because yes. they're part of not even part of the healing, they become they're a part of your life, like a mm -hmm. like a pet. Yeah, like a pet. <laughs> you don't put well, them on a leash right Well, no, it's important. They are a guide. They're, they're a part circle. of your structure, yeah. Yeah, it's a part so of your circle. Those people are not separate from you. need food, like basic things for humans yeah. to live. You need food, shelter, mm -hmm. and to me, an outlet or you need some type of a support system. Yeah. Yeah, that outlet. I mean, they're as important as, you know, having a journal that you're getting. At a, whatever your release is, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, in a healthy manner, they are a part of that. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, if you've got a fundamental part of that, you're functioning. Because, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, a good therapist is going to help you get through a lot of mm -hmm. stuff, and your quality of life is going to really start to go up. Mm -hmm. That might be a good podcast, too. Like, if we have more than a few guests, like, what do you do to as your own form of therapy you're when you're not dealing with a therapist. What that, is your outlet? What are you doing? We might be opening a big Pandora's box. Oh, right yeah. Now. Well, no, that's something I definitely want to ask everybody that we come on is like, what is your thing? Like, yeah. you, we understand you, you go to do? therapy, but what is also, when you're not in therapy, what's your therapy? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we all kind of have that secondary something. therapy. And I also want to talk to therapists because I, as a therapist, I want to know, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Because yeah. you are just this blank slate for people's emotional vomit all day. Like, yeah. So what is it that you do as a mental health professional yeah. to stay straight laced? How do, they deal? Yeah, they How do you, them, where do you go? It's mm -hmm. got to give them PTSD and stuff. Right? Like, like you look sure. at, yeah, because if you look at fire, police, ambulance, all those people, yeah. military, yeah. Um, they come back, a lot of them can be broken over situations. So I am curious, Absolutely. like, mm -hmm. therapists, like, yeah. How much is enough and how much is too much and how yeah. how do you deal with it? Yeah. yeah. Well, because I feel like you have to have like a cutoff. Yeah. How many people can you see yeah. in a day where it isn't completely changing your whole well-being? Yeah, where you're yeah. laying on the floor in a yeah. your own sweat crying. Yeah, exactly. I can't just like, this yeah. is a way lower, yeah. but it's like even when I do a whole bunch of massages in a day, yeah. that's me talking to somebody for an hour to 90 minutes because yeah. typically yeah. I end up talking to clients they pour their heart out and then I have to go to the next person's house yeah, and do yeah. it again. And so like even for me there's a cutoff. So I can only imagine for a therapist yeah. when your people what are being is. more vulnerable with you. Yeah. yeah like yeah. what that cutoff is. Yeah. Oh we got so many I think I think we got a lot 
that we're going to be exploring. Yeah, man. That's the goal, right? I mean, we got to bring awareness to everything that mm -hmm. we talked about today. You know, we want to make sure this is mental health symposium, mm -hmm. right? I mean, this is kind of like I want this to be something that's always going to be referenced of like Wellness if somebody people. doesn't understand something, like oh, I don't understand PTSD exactly. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, we did six episodes on yeah. PTSD, so you can just come here. This is our take. Yeah. There it is. This find. is all the information we found, yeah. and it's going to be a mix of like. Here's clinical things that we found that you could actually research and fact check yourself. And then here's some experiences that you can kind of take yeah. for what they are and everything. And we want to kind of yeah. marry those two things. But I think if you're able to do that well in like an extensive expose and look at it from every angle, mm -hmm. you're really going to have a cohesive thing of at the very least a better understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that's really what we, I think we're at a point where we need to be talking extensively about mental health and that understanding can, I've been trying to get to a point where I've been telling people like I, I'm trying not to say people are crazy anymore. I'm trying. I'm trying I'm really trying hard. To do that. I'm trying not to be like, oh, that person's crazy. Uh, so if I see like just some homeless person wigging out or whatever, I try and instead go, oh, this is a person having a mental health crisis. Yeah, something's going on. I should probably see if they're okay or like somebody might need to be called. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. just because that is a constructive. Yeah. way to look at it that's like so oh i can look at it through empathetic eyes like which we need to and i'm hoping that's my thing with this podcast i hope that it gives people understanding and a new layer of empathy mm -hmm. well, to kind of take into the world with people you know well when people have illness it's one thing like if someone's dealing with cancer it's something physical we can see it we know what it is and yeah. we can kind of there's this we know with cancer there's either treatment and you get better mm -hmm. or you pass away yeah um, we know how it affects the family, or we think we do. Yeah. Mental health has no barriers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can't of, see it. No, it's, yeah. it doesn't fit in this nice, neat little mm -hmm. package yeah. that everybody wants. Like it's not the, it's, it's not the small house in the suburbs with yeah. the big yeah. fence and two kids and the 1.5 dogs. Like, yeah. It doesn't fit into any of that. It's kind of all over the place. Well, like, there's no so one size fits all. No. With yeah. that. Mike McDonald was a comic in Vancouver. He lived in the states for a long time, um, and he ended up getting gravely ill. He had because self-medicating him, yeah. his wife self-medicated for a long time. And uh, so I ended up trying to get better. When he's down, he came out to see his mother in Ottawa and his mom was like, there's something really wrong. Yeah. His eyes look very jaundiced. Mm. Uh, so we went in for some testing and he, he must have had some type of a liver or kidney disorder or liver disorder from all the years of self-medicating. Mm. So his big thing was he had a joke towards the end. Once he, he did get the transplant and he lived a good five years to the day mm. of having that transplant done. And one of his jokes was, who here deals with mental illness? You hear a few people clapping. He's like, you know what that is, people? He says, those are the people that are diagnosed. The rest of you that aren't clapping, not yet. Mm -hmm. yeah. Everybody has shit to deal with. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's like a, we're playing a game of chicken with each other. Like, I can be a better person because I keep all my shit together to mm -hmm. myself. Yeah, and you can't keep yours together, so I got I've got that over you. Yeah, it's just weird feeling of superiority because you haven't fallen apart yet. Mm -hmm. Publicly. 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 Yeah, mm -hmm. like it it hasn't gotten to you publicly no. yet. Well, so we I define mean, strength differently. That that's where that's, it is. That's what it is. Yeah. Yes, it's the definitions of strength and weakness mm -hmm. and well, like and, and and as opposed to what? Because like where you're talking about like the the weakness in men to explore their own mental health and feel their feelings and everything. Uh, it's like weakness to what? 
We're talking about yeah. like we're at war. Like it's like, guys, it's not that hard. No. Like I mean, life is. This is a good time to be alive. Like a lot of your basic stuff taken care of. <laughs> like everything's cool. Folks can get work and everything. What are we going to war for? Like yeah. weakness. It needs to destroy. And it, no. no. Stop. Stick together. Just mm -hmm. chill. Be a cool person. <laughs> Help this person out. What is this weird weakness? Like weakness implies that someone's got a lower hand and an upper hand. And I'm like, and what? You know why? why does every situation need to be boiled down to a winner and a loser, a better and a worse? We're still a system of castism. We're still a caste system. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's funny. Like, yeah. We when we mentioned like the therapist, we don't know what they deal with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm kind of going, okay, these high profile doctors and stuff, how much do they have to shove under the carpet or how much in their own personal life, their family life, etc., yeah. just to get the status? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is it worth it? Mm -hmm. Right. How much is that money worth? Because mm -hmm. money comes and goes. We've all seen it this last year. Yeah. You can lose everything and it does not matter. You can always make more money. What you can't get back, you can't get your friends back, you can't get your family back. Time. You can't get your physical health, you can't get your time. Yeah doesn't work. No. Mm -hmm. The damage is done. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. It's very, very important. So I think we're going to explore a lot of fun things on this podcast. It's going to be really, really great. Good. One this thing we didn't good. touch on is we wanted to do social media and make it be interactive. Yes. So if people have questions, certain things they want to hear yes. about, they want to see, yes. Follow definitely us let us know. Yeah. Check us out online. Be, uh, stay in touch with us. Let us know what you want to hear on the podcast. Anybody that you, anything that you're wanting to go in on, we're going to be making social media accounts and everything for this. So you'll be able to follow there. Uh, but yes, if you are excited about this podcast, let us know how you feel about it. Tell your friends and family about it. We're going to be coming out with episodes weekly and doing deep dives. I think we are going to start with depression. I think yeah. that is going to be the first uh, thing that we tackle. We're going to do a deep dive on depression every single possible angle that we can attack it from. So, uh, that being said, thank you for listening to our first episode. I'm Miles Weber. I'm Heather Weber. Susan Thompson. See you guys soon. See you guys next time. Bye-bye.